This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Good evening and welcome to the Ale in the Veil podcast. We would usually be doing a preview of a game on a Thursday but as we know it's a weekend off because Derby have got through to the third round of the FA Cup so we thought we'd do a bit of a mid-season review and get a guest on with us so Bez as normal you're here I'm not gonna be nice and see, see how you're doing and stuff like that no, just get on with the guest get on with yeah. the guest so welcome to our guest it's Ben, ben Garrity's brother Sam how are you doing Sam good lads thanks for having me thanks for having me it's fine. It was. It, I'm not. I'm not going to take any of the credit. You, you messaged us with the idea of doing a bit of a review, so we can talk about the highs and the lows, and a bit of touching on what we we touched on at the end of the Chef Wednesday one. A bit of remember where we've come from and what the last twelve months have brought. So here we are. So, Bez, first of all, people want to know because you haven't spoke about it for a while. Have you seen any films this week? No, I haven't. I haven't been to cinema since before the World Cup, so there's not a lot on at the moment. But once something decent comes on, I'll be back again. And I'm back travelling for work again, so I've got a few nights away coming up. So if I can fit a cinema trip in, I'll get a few in. I know people miss me film reviews when I don't do them. That was film reviews for everybody. We haven't yeah. seen any. Cool. No, I haven't so. seen any. Joe didn't even watch one at home over Christmas. Did you not? Well, we'll have to get Tom on because he's been watching the, the new Kaleidoscope on Netflix, the Bankai thing that's got um, nine episodes. So we'll get we'll get him on once he's finished them. Um, after he's done my carpet, yeah. So no distractions for Tom until my carpet is fitted. So let let's let's crack on to getting to know you a little bit, Sam. So obviously we all we, we all know from your your brother's accent that you were your you Scousers, red or blue. Red. Is that all the family that's red, or is yes. it a split yes. house? Yes, yes, it's all red in, in our house. Um, Dale's number one now at the minute. There's um, no comparison. 
you know, when when the veil are playing, that's it. Fair play. To be fair, I think it's fair to say the veil are playing better football at the moment. Yeah, Liverpool are not in a good spot at the moment. Uh, but again, I wouldn't like to be with Everton either. Yeah, very true. Very <laughs> true. I, I did laugh. Did you see Neville Southall's tweet? And an Everton fan response. Southall tweeted about something he'd been learning about the LGBTQ community. And after learning it, he now wouldn't be bothered if it's an Everton player come out as gay and he'd fully support him, which, you know, modern that's right. But an Everton fan tweeted back, said, I wouldn't mind one of them coming out as a footballer at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> The cracking response. <laughs> Fat Frank's doing a very good job, so long may it continue. But that, so with with you, obviously, we know that Ben um, come up through an unconventional route to professional football, shall we say, by being kicked by men on a Sunday and a Saturday in the Liverpoolian leagues. Have, were you ever a player yourself, or has it always been Ben that's been blessed with that? No, Ben's had the talent. Uh, you know, I, yeah, I played myself. I played, but I stopped young. Uh, I just lost interest in it. And then I tried having a goal not that long ago last year. Uh, I was absolutely, <laughs> last December it was, I was got back playing and I played and playing five aside and I fractured my ankle. And I was in a boot for about eight weeks. But when I'd done it, I was devastated because what the first thing that came into my mind, I was going to watch the Bristol Rovers away game on the Tuesday night. I was actually going that game. I had that week that week booted off work, and um, I couldn't drive because I had the boot on. And Ben scored two that night, and he won two one. Yeah, absolutely Yeah, he was brilliant that night, and he got kicked in the head for his troubles, didn't he? I think he got his head taken off, didn't he, when that lad got sent off? Yeah, and well, do you know what? I've done an actual bet on him first goal, 3 1 in that game as well. And do you know what? It was, um, I think it was, uh, it was something ridiculous, the prices. I think it was something like 100 to 1. Uh, no, I think it was 120 to 1. Uh, first goal, 3 1. I think I had a tenner on it. And Tom, Tom Conlon had the free kick on the edge of the box when Ben got kicked as well. And of yes. course, oh, I was just. Fighting in it and it just went over. I was devastated. I was just like, oh no, that's it, it's over. Devastated. But anyway. And a text team says, Tell Tommy owes me a thousand quid. Look at this oh, bet I, I had. Was it a two word response from Common? It's a two word response from Ben as well. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Well, talk, talk, talking about that, it's, it's been a fantastic twelve months, hasn't it? When we look back, the fact that things have things have changed dramatically, not not just league wise, but we've we've had some new players through the door, we've had some new grounds to visit, we've we've gone to some old grounds, uh, picked up some decent points. So I'm going to start the last league one with with the highlights so far for me, and that's Derby away. Before go you on. go into it fully. Go on. Let's, it's been a brilliant 18 months, hasn't it? Not just 12, yeah, it's been yeah, a brilliant yeah. 18 months. And, and it started with all the players coming in that came in at the start of last season, which Ben was one of them. And I know Sam had a quick word with you before we come on to tell you, I was going to ask you this. Obviously, 
Ben's come out on Paddy's podcast and said that he got the choice between Tranmere and Vale. And obviously Tranmere is on your doorstep and he chose to come Vale. What conversations did he have with the family around that time? Because obviously you'd presume that someone would go the club closest to home. But Ben obviously felt something for the Vale that he wanted to come here. Yeah, well, when we when we heard, obviously, you know, we 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 were more for Tammy, but at the end of the day, it wasn't our decision. It's more, so it was Ben's decision. But Ben turned around to us and said, "I'm for Bale. I feel like I'm feel like I'm wanted more." We went, so we didn't question him. We were just at first, we were like, "Oh, we prefer Tammy at the time." But looking back now, the decision he made was absolutely spot on because. It's the best footballing day I've ever had last year at Wembley. Yeah. Best footballing day I've ever had with my little lad there and mum and dad. It was just, what an experience that was. It was absolutely brilliant. Even the night when Liverpool played in the Champions League final, I wasn't even interested. I really wasn't. We, I, we, we watched like 60 minutes off and turned it off. Like that, I'm not even bothered. Yeah. Just wasn't interested. So what I mean, because as I said to my dad, they'll be back there again in five years. But yeah. I wasn't back on it happen. Yeah, true. Very true. And the footage I love from Wembley is after the videos of Ben dancing and singing to The Best on Earth, yeah. Belinda Carlisle. I love that footage. Yeah, it's brilliant. It was, um, I've watched that video about 20 times over and my little lad loves it because my little lad knows Ben's song. Yeah. Like, word for word. So he loves that video himself. And he has days sometimes where the weather's not nice or he hasn't been well or whatever. And he goes and he watches Uncle Ben and he put him on and he just loves watching him. Great. Yeah, brilliant. Go on, John. You can get onto this season now. We just wanted to keep that in timeline. Yeah, keep keep keeps keeps in the right place. Well done. Well done for remembering. You usually forget them sort of things, don't you? So I do. Well. Normally, we stop stop recording. I'm like shit. I was going to say this. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So so like I'm saying, my my highlight of the season so far is Derby away. It was a great great performance by us completely as a team. I think. The cha- couple of changes Clarky made, Willow's goal, finally getting a penalty and missing it, and then getting one and scoring it in, in the same game. It was just, it had a bit of everything, including the red card for Smithy nearly having his head taken off. Um, so I think that's the thing that sticks out to me is, you know, like, was it the first time we played in front of 30,000 in however many years? So that's my highlight of it. Um, Bears, obviously. You, for you, Derby away, what did you think of it? When, when oh, it was amazing, Monty. The atmosphere, the atmosphere was amazing. To go there, I loved the fact that the Derby fans were singing when they went 1-0 up after four minutes, Stoker shit, and so were you. And then we managed to turn it on them and we're singing it to them at full time and the sulk in the bottom lips hitting the ground. And But it was the performance ones. I was going to pick that as my highlight, but I got a second one, so I'll go for a second one after Sam, did you did you go with the family to Derby? No, we didn't that day. I was actually working that day, so it was a, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's difficult for me to get to every game due to work commitments. It's, it's difficult, but I try my best to get to it. But um, as I say, when I say I worked that day, I was in work, but I got home for the match to watch. So I actually watched the game on the telly. Um, it was just like, again... Obviously, the sending off was a massive pinnacle in that game, but I thought they were brilliant, dog, all game. I thought everyone fought the hard battles, the 50-50 battles. I thought they were brilliant. You know, Smith had his best, what he does. Um, 
think was that Dan Jones? Did Dan Jones come back in for that game? He did, didn't he? I think he did. Yeah. Back in. Yeah, yeah, I think he, he was because that was a shock. Once it's on the team sheet, as I remember. Yeah, he was, but he, but he was brilliant, weren't he? Yeah. He was brilliant that game. He played really well that game. But then again, what I'll say about that game, Ben stood out in that game for me as well. Ben played really well in that game because he'd been out of position in games before, but he played up front because Willow would not have been injured, etc. And he was back into his natural position. And I thought he'd done well that game. I thought Conlon played well. Like Everyone plays well that game. Everyone. It, it was it, That, to me, has been the highlight of, the se- of this season up to now, that game. Because before that, I listened to the podcast before that game. Um, and I think, who did we have? Did we have three games on the bounce? One was Peterborough, Derby. And what was the other one? Was it Chef Wednesday at home that time as well? I think it was. Yeah, because yeah. I think when I, li- when I listened to it, I don't know, I can't remember who it was, but I know Tom was on it. With you. One of you said, I'll take a point out the three. And yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm different to that means. So I, I look at it completely different. I'm like, no, I'm going there. I want to win. I want three points. All right, I'm happy with a point, but I'm not coming away from that thinking, I'm not going to a game thinking, I don't expect anything. No, I do. I expect to win. I'm going there and I want something out of that game. Like the Derby game, I put on my Twitter. Strange thing after in football, have a bit of belief. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the way it should be. You've got to believe every game you go to, you've got to get a result. Like, oh, Barnsley away. I thought that was a great result. Point there. Wickham, point. Just there's been some good results against big sides in this league. And that's why I think with the Sheffield Wednesday game, we showed them too much respect the other night. And that's yeah. where I think we've got to start standing on our own two feet and go, Let's not worry about them as much. All right, you've got to can't just go out all of the stack because teams like that will pick it off. But again, let them worry about you as well at the same time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And what got me from the Derby game was they were playing counter-attacking football because they couldn't get out. The only way they could get at us was hitting us on the break because we had them pinned in the box. And for me, we had them pinned in there all for 60, 70 minutes. They had a bit of a spell before the sending off for 10, 15 minutes. Then we pinned them in again. Yeah, yeah we, was, were, uh, we were really good that day, weren't we? And yeah. and that, that that's why I think to be fair, that's why it will be my my highlight. Um, and I can't, I can't really see, I can't really see one topping that now in the second half of the season away from home. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the other thing is, Bez, you said you had a second one, so yeah, go well, for it. I was Derby was me one, but I got a second one. The second one's actually a defeat, but the second one's Ipswich at home. Because the atmosphere that night, I thought, was electric in Vale Park. I thought the crowd were unbelievable. And I thought the players were unbelievable. And Anywhere. Ipswich are a very, very good side. Ipswich are the best side I've seen, bar none. And we pushed them all the way. We pushed. And you could see the Ipswich players' reactions at full time. If you've won an easy game, you don't react the way they reacted. They reacted like that because they knew that they'd got away with one there. Because we had them on the ropes many times. And I thought we were fantastic that night. And although we lost, I come away from that game with pride and happiness with the way we played. Yeah, that's what I've just said before to you. That game, like even though we come out of that with a defeat, it didn't feel like a defeat. It was the, the lads just give everything and we had to go. And as I say, that I'll accept that all day long. If you're yeah. going to go there and you're going to have a go, but I'll just mention the kid, kid name, kid name he played for the switch. Um, oh, what was his name? Played for West Brom, the winger. It's just a letter. Oh, I can't remember his name. Edwards, is it? Edwards. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, it, oh, what a player he is. He yeah. was. Um, he was dangerous. Every time someone went near him, he was just skipping past him, and I just thought he, he's the danger man. You've got to get close to him, and 
I think we give him a bit too much space at times, which kills us because of his pace. And I think if he would have got a bit more closer to him, the result may have been different. But uh, yeah, that game, I, I totally agree with you there. It was a. Um, I walked away from that with pride. It was spot on there. And especially 2 0 down, it'd have been easy to fold that and come away with a 4 5 0 hammering. And we yeah. got it back to 2 all. Yeah. And they're, they're, they're a very good side. And they spent a lot of money as well, haven't they? That's the thing. Yeah. But I think I like the fact that they were very gracious as well. The, the fans after were, were a decent set of fans, weren't they? We've, we've seen a lot of a lot, a lot of fans like, oh, Port Vale this, Port Vale that. But yeah, I was really impressed that day. No, I was. I was because, like, say, even the Derby fans were like, "Oh, Vale shouldn't have won." We battered them, and as Vale <laughs> fans, we can come away from games. And go, do you know what? Exeter, Oxford, didn't happen on the day. Better side won. We can come away from that. For them to say that they deserve something from that game, I don't know what they were watching. And then for him to say that Collins was punching the ground when he punched Smith in the face, and there was no intent to hurt the player. That's just delusional. Yeah, that was blatant. It was a blatant red card. You're not getting away from that one. And this is why, this is another reason why I love the League One football, League Two football as well. There's a lot more physicality in this game where the tackles, they get let go a lot. Some of the tackles, if they were in the Premier League, you're getting a straight red. And that's what I love about it. Still, still like that in in this type of football. And that's what, that's another thing I enjoy. But yeah, it's been a lot of highlights, a lot of good highlights this year. Yeah. Yeah. Does Ben ever talk to you about the players? Because I know on the Paddy podcast, he mentioned Smithy. And in training, because in the games you see Smithy and we, Forrest Green was the one where Johnny says, Jameel Mack, come on. And the first thing Smithy does is walk up to him and pinch him. Yeah. So say you're in a game here. <laughs> and Ben said, he's the same in training. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really give... As a, see, Ben's very... He just... Cards go to his chest. You've got to really try and grill him if you really want want to ask him things. But I don't really ask him. Many of the lads, to be honest with you, I I see a lot of the lads because where we sit, you know, like if they're not playing or they're carrying injuries, so I I see a lot of them because we get there really early. So I see a lot of them and I talk to a few of them every now and again when I see them. Um, Yeah, this Smithy's just every time you see him, he's just got that big smile on his face. (laughs) With the, with, the, with the gap in the middle of the season, it just makes me laugh as soon as I look at him. I think he's just a madman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he comes across a proper lad. I can imagine him and Ben getting on very well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we went, went, obviously, you, you were into rap, you were sunning yourself and Benidorm, weren't you, when we interviewed Smithy? Yeah. And yeah, that was it. That was an ace night. Like, he, he's just so, he's so down to earth, but. You could tell that he's an evil bastard when when he plays football. <laughs> and I love that. Like, uh, you couldn't have put that any more brutal there. An evil bastard. That's, <laughs> that's brutal. He's <laughs> one of them you wouldn't want to play against, would you? You wouldn't no. want to play against. Oh, no, you'd hate him. You'd hate him. Who is it? That sofa player that lifted his top up and he had all the bruises up and down under his arm. <laughs> Matt, Matt Smith. Matt Smith. <laughs> Is that the one who scored? Is that the one who missed about three or four chances in that cup the other night? Yes, and he scored. He scored the header, but missed all yeah. the chances. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that night just didn't click, did it? No, just didn't click at all. They were, they were, they were poor. They were very, very, very. Listen, as you said, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be games, and I'm just, I, I'm at the minute, I'm happy where they are. Doing really well. 
put, I think they're punching a lot higher than what I expected them to be at this moment in time. Do you know what I mean? Like, look how far listen, we can all dream and have a bit of belief and just be hopeful that we get into the playoffs because we love another playoff trip. Um, listen, the main aim for me this year, as long as they stay up, yeah. that's, that's the aim. I think 98% of Vale fans at the start of the season, if you'd have offered them where they are now, we'd have ripped your arm off and asked you what you've been taking. Yeah. And that's been totally... If you'd have said we were 15th now with a six, seven-point cushion off relegation at this stage of the season, I'd have gone, yeah, I'll take that at the start of the season. Yeah. But but been a lot better than that. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I, think, I, think, I think the thing is, it's not just been results either, has it? It's performances have been better than that as well. So we're getting a bit of both now. And we have ground out a couple of performances. There has been a couple of ones where you've walked away and gone, oh, that wasn't pretty, but we've got the points, which you've got to do during the season. So we'll do a bit of a shit sandwich because we've got to talk about them. Low light so far of the season. Where where are you placing that, Bez? Um, I think you've been to the... Did you get, Have you been all three of the drubbings this season away from home? Didn't go Peterborough because I was out, but I went Oxford, went Exeter. Yeah, so oh, oh, oh. I'm I'm going Oxford over You're going to Oxford because Exeter I thought actually were a good side and yes we weren't good that day I'm not making excuses we weren't at the races that day but Exeter were a good side I didn't think Oxford were and that's what hurt more with the Oxford one. Fair enough. Have you have you heard Stoney's podcast yes. with Bale when he talks about? Exeter and obviously the day he made a couple of good saves towards the end but he was a bit annoyed by with himself for not pushing the first one wider and Oxford he was on about there not Exeter Oxford yeah sorry yeah um, but I, I think I think that's the thing isn't it with, with the Oxford one you you sit there and look at and go they were in a bit of bad run a couple of their best players were out injured and we kind of felt like we just we, we just didn't click that day um, but Goodwin said to me the last few weeks, like they're the sort of results that make Forest Green, for example, all the more sweeter now, aren't they? That the league is a bit imbalanced. So Sam, from your from your look at it, which has been your least favourite game that you've seen, whether it's been because of either like Ben's performance or the team's performance results. Um, do you know what? I'm I, I'm gonna go with Oxford as well. Um. Again, what he what Bez said before there about the Exeter game, they are a good side. They're a very, very good side. They're going to upset teams this year. I think they've have they just played Bristol Rovers recently and won four three at Bristol Rovers. Yes. See, so see Bristol Rovers. When I seen them last year, do you know when they come towards the end of the year when it looked like we were drifting away from the playoffs? Yeah. And they come to our ground and they absolutely battered us. They yeah. absolutely battered us. I thought they. They were the best team I've seen last year in League Two, football and wise. But again, Mansfield, they looked good when we played them away. But Bristol Rovers, to me, were the best side I've seen last year. And, and then when I seen Exeter go there and beat them 4 3 at their ground, I thought, oh, that's a good result. That's to go and get that there. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you. Yeah. So the Oxford, I'm going to stick with the Oxford game. That's the one that really. Uh, at eight, as you've just said before, Exeter are a good side. Oxford, they're not bad, but, you know. But another one I will say as well, though, MK Don's away. Because I thought that game, they were nothing special. I was expecting them to be, like, a really good side. And 
there was a lad in the middle who played for him. He scored the two goals there. Radley Johnson. Yeah, did he play for Swansea? He certainly was, played in the Premier. He was in I'm Blackburn sure. in the Premier League for what? Uh, and then before that, so he could have done. Well, is it Derby? Did he have spell at knowledge in the Premier? Yeah, and Derby, wasn't it? That's it. Norwich, it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. a, it, Norwich, I remember him. I thought he dictated the game. Even though he wasn't quick getting around the pitch, it was the way he was keeping the ball and the two-touch pass and moving into space. It was what I've seen him doing with the ball. That was He was the difference that night. But all round, they were not special at all. And I'm not surprised where they are in the league at the minute. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. I think they could be a team because that was a disappointing night, that. Because I thought we could have went there and really got something out of that game because I didn't think they were anything special at all. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I watched that one at home. and I went. I went that game. And that, that's what made it even more harder. Yeah. We had chances as well that night, as I remember. And the, the yeah, only chances did. they had were the two long ranges, the one that went in and the free kick that went in. Yeah, yeah it was Al- that... Alex Harrison's first game, wasn't it? And he, 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 he had that one pretty much from three yards out. And... Yes. The one where he, was it the one where he went around the keeper as well? And did he hit it wide? Was that my on about the right game there? Or was that another game? He did that with, I think that was Wickham, the one where he went around the keeper and hit it wide, wasn't it? Yeah, Wickham, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. But, the, yeah, the MK Dons one was was really frustrating. I, I was sat with, with Tom for that for that one, and we were just, like, so so annoyed by the fact that, like you said, they, they weren't a good side. I've seen Tom before that game. Did you go to the game with Tom? No, I wasn't with Tom, no. He met, he comes sit with us in the ground. All oh, right, I've seen him just before that game, but yeah, that was it. It's just frustrating that game. It was the day of the games, as I say, they, the Oxford and the MK Dons. When you feel like you should have got something out of that game, it's more frust- more frustrating. Yeah, definitely. Talking about them because obviously, like as fans, we react differently to results. What what's what's Ben like the day after a, a defeat like oh, that? Horrible. Horrible. You can't talk to him. No, you can't. That that that's that's the God's honest truth. Then he's not a person you want to talk to when he's had a, when if he's had a, if they've had a bad game and they've had to come off a bad defeat. He's not really the best to be around. If you've got me little lads with me, he's all right. Yeah, just you and your dad and your mum, and he's not very pleasant to be around. But he'll tell you that he, he just he just wants to win. He's a winner, and that's it. He just wants to win, and I get it. It's just the way you've got to be in football, isn't it? Just the way yeah. it is, but yeah, he's not a, he's not one of them. Make that brushes, you know. After a couple of days, you think you've got to brush it off, you've got to move on, haven't you? But on the day, it's not very pleasant. Yeah, he'll, t- he'll tell you that. Did you go the last home game? It was last home game. Morkham wanted Boxing Day. Yeah. No, I was at. So where I work, we have to. It's like a twenty-four hour business. So right, um, and I was on call that night. Started at five o'clock. So no, I didn't actually go that game. Did you manage watch it or not? No, I didn't even get to see it because it was on call. Because so, there was a part in that game where Ben, and we all think of Ben as a grafter, someone that works hard, you know, wins the ball, passes it on to someone else and lets them do the football inside of it. But I think it's fair to say, from a fan's point of view, and you'll know more than us, it looks as though he's been working on his on-the-ball game. And, you know, his passing's got a lot better since he joined the club and... That game, he played a pass from inside or off with the outside of his foot through two defenders and put the strike. I can't remember who the strike was. Was it Meepo? Yeah, it was Meepo for the record. Was it the record? 
No, it was the one before where the defender made a cracking tackle. And he played this ball with the outside of his foot, pitch perfect, straight to Meepo through. And we didn't know we got that in his locker. <laughs> Listen, I've seen it, so I know he's got it in his locker. That's why sometimes when he does them and you don't come off, you're more frustrated because you know we can do it. Yeah. It's just, it, it, you know, it, again, it's um, he's just got to be confident in himself and believe in himself a little bit more. Like, there's times where I've, I've sat there and, listen, he can't, he's got a hell of a strike on him as well. And there's been times where he's been on the edge of the box where I've been like, it and he could put his foot through it. I, I thought the Sheffield Wednesday one where he was on the edge of the box and he passed it off to Wilson. You know, Wilson hit it and it went wide in the first half. Yeah, yeah. I thought he could have put his foot through that. You know, the likes of Colin getting in that position, he's hitting it. I know yeah. Colin's got a lovely sweet left foot and it's a lot different and Brad's got, Brad's a bit different. It, you know, they are going to hit it, but I think Ben's got to throw into that little, a little bit more. That, I'm not being, that's not being critical of him. That's just something I think he, he needs to think about himself because he was a game last year when they played Salford. You know, we won 1-0. Yeah. Um, Away, that was that was a great atmosphere that game. That that was brilliant. Um, and he went through, and he he was like I think it was like three on two, and he was just on the edge of the box, and he squared it, but the, the defenders just intercepted and walked out with it. And thought, why didn't he hit it? Yeah, I remember it's just, that. There's just times where I just think he needs to just have a little go himself at times. But listen, he's one of them. The pass is on. The pass is getting given before he hits it. Do you know what I mean? He's letting that. That's their job, basically. Just you know, Wilson and what have you. That's the way he is. Yeah, from your point of view as well, we've seen Ben transition this year because last year it was very much the attacking midfielder of the three playing off the strikers, getting in the box, and he was playing further up the pitch. And over the past few months, we've seen him drop into the midfield too, and he's playing as one of the two centre midfielders. And actually, I think he's come on really well there, and arguably he's one of the first names on the team sheet there. Where yeah, do you well, prefer seeing play? Me, I prefer him further up the pitch. I prefer him behind the two. Because that's where I that's where I like to see him. But again, what I have noticed with him, um, do you know when obviously the, the games in transition and the other teams on the attack and Ben's pace, do you know his recovery, getting yeah. to the player, trying to get the ball back, that's where he's very effective as well. Because I think defensively, Ben's very strong defensively. Yeah. Then you watch him in one-on-one situations, unless someone's absolutely electric with pace, there's not many people that will get past him like, one-on-one individually. Like in a, in a one-on-one situation, he's good, very defensively. Ben, he's got the pace, he's got the strength. You know, that's where and I do- think it, it works for him because they like to Colin and Pet. They're lovely, neat and on the ball, but they're not the, the fastest either. Do you know what I mean? I think they're both tidy that anyway. Yeah, um, but I think that's where it suits him as well. Yeah, and he doesn't mind the tackle either, Ben, does he? No, he loves it. Yeah, he enjoys all that. But as I say, that's just come from where he's played Sunday league. That though. So, yeah. In Liverpool, it's and then he's gone to semi-professional, the likes of Warrington, etc. Oh yeah, it's um, yeah. But I'm enjoying seeing him where he's playing because he likes to. See, I think he enjoys that position more because he likes to see the ball more. Yeah. Sometimes when you're in that position where behind the strikers, the game can pass you by a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've got to you've got to try and make ends meet and try and get yourself in the game when you're in that position and try and get on the ends of crosses the way Daryl plays. It's get the ball out wide and let's get it in the box and let's see what we can get on the end of it. That's that's usually how we play. That's how we like to be is wing-backs high and wide, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I thought Forrest Green as well, when Funzo come on, that gave Ben 
the ability to push on a little bit more. He hadn't got to be as disciplined in his job as he was before Funzo come on. And I think that led to us getting the three goals because we were committing more men forward because they knew Funzo would sit, which gave the more attacking players the opportunity to go and support the front men. Yeah, I thought that game, Funzo played really well. He'd come on and controlled it, kept it nice, neat and tidy. And you can tell, do you know, when he's on the ball, he looks so strong with the yeah. ball. You know, players trying to push him off the ball, he looks very strong. Like, but do you know what? I'll just give a little mention. I thought Pep was man of the match by a country mile off. I thought yeah. no one was close. I thought Pep was brilliant. Ben played really well that game as well. But I thought Pep was Pep played really well that game. I'm happy he has a good game. And I feel, do you know what? As well, I, I've seen a lot of criticism for Colin off a few fans, etc. From obviously the the, the Sheffield game. I just want a little dip it, dip back into that a little bit. Um, that penalty that got given away, any player on the planet could have been stood in the same position he would have, and it would have been a penalty instantly. Yeah. So that could have happened to anyone. The second goal, okay, he made the mistake. Tom will be hard on himself on that. You'll know he made that mistake, and no one will be more it'll hurt him more than anyone where he is, where he was, not coming on again. Follow screen, do you know what I mean? I seen him after the game when we were waiting. Um, Warming up on the pitch, like you know, getting his runs in out on the pitch after, and he wouldn't have liked that. So Tom will be back. I, yeah. I you know, he's, he's the captain. You've got to get behind him. That's why I don't believe in so much like, oh, this one's poor, that one's bad, and I feel sorry for Rory Olden as well. He's another one I feel sorry for because I think he's trying really hard. I think he's trying too hard at times because he can't play football. You can see he's got it in his locker. You've just got to find somewhere a position for him to play. Yeah, because it, I think on the Forest Green game, going back to that, it was killing us because Ellis, he had no support whatsoever up the top. He was on his own. He was chasing lots of causes and there's no one around. And that's when I think when Meepo come on, Dennis, it gave them, he was the focal point, Ellis, but he was players around him who made their defenders worry more about them. And that's where I think when he got the support, that's where the difference, that's where the difference got made because he needed that support. And that's one, one thing I'll give Daryl credit for as well. He's um, not afraid to make any changes. Ah, yeah. time, no matter when it is, he, he'll make them if he needs to, to be made. He's not one of them. I'll wait for the last 20, I'll wait for the last 15. If they need doing it half time, they're getting done at half time. And that's what I love about him as a manager. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now seems a good point just to quickly mention that because people expect to say it, he's second favourite for the Portsmouth job. I can't. <sighs> I'm hoping it's just the book he's talking. I'm hoping there's nothing in it. You could understand. Who's favourite? The, um, the Liam, Wigan. Liam, Liam Richardson. Yeah, the ex-Wickham. Um, Wigan manager. Yeah. Has he been the, sacked, has he? Yes. And the Portsmouth fans want him because he was assistant manager last time they got promoted. So the I Portsmouth fans seem behind him. Yeah, if he'll end up with him then, to be honest with you, because if they, if they even try and come in for that, they'll have to pay an FC3. The club yeah. is the man that's free, and I, I, that's why the whole reason why I think Carroll's done a job spot on there by giving him that contract. Yeah. Because I think he's brilliant, Daryl. I, oh, yes. I, I, love, I love his honesty. You know, after the Chef Work game, I thought his interview was brilliant. That's down to me. My t- my t- I was wrong, and that, I love that. It's not, yeah. oh, the referee this, or it's not this. It's, it's, it's on me. That's on me, that. Or, and and what I love about him as well, go back to it again. It was a game last year. Um, we played them twice, Walsall. Yeah. Poor both games, but I thought the home game was worse. Yeah. Um, he had them in the next day. He dragged them in the following morning off the night game. And he said, they're in tomorrow. I'm not having that. 
not having that performance. Do you know what I mean? And I just love the way he sets a standards. He won't accept any. You know, he knows there's going to be players out there who are going to have your bad game here and there, but everyone's different standards. He won't have it, and that's what I love about him. Yeah, no, I, we get frustrated, don't we, with opposition managers like the Forest Green manager coming out after the game at the weekend and, you know, coming out with every excuse under the sun. The Charlton manager, Ben Garner, and now he's been sacked, but coming out every excuse under the sun. I prefer a manager come out and go, do you know what? The better team on the day won. We weren't up to it. I, I don't mind that. Be honest with you, fans. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you put two, and that's why I love Daryl. I think like he'll, he'll call a spade a spade, and but if he didn't, you just have to look at his face anyway, because his, his face, he is the sort of person that if, if you've had a shitter, you and you asked and he's asked about it, you just look at him and go, yeah, he's had a bad game, and and Clark, he knows it. So yeah, I think it's quality, and if any, like I say, he's second favorite. He's always he's he's always going to be touted for jobs now I think because of the job he's done here and that's a positive of us being successful mm. but also obviously the negative I I don't I personally don't think like it's hard to say no to like a Portsmouth you know what I mean where, where the, what they are as a club you know, big big club Yeah, um, it'd be hard to say no to them but you know, I, I'd find that one a bit like I'd understand it but then I'd go I think wait till what you've done this year because, say for example, he did make the playoffs. Oh, you know, I hope to God we do. But say if he did, I guarantee you now a massive club probably would come in for him again in the championship. Do you know what I mean? If he carries on doing what he's doing and he does get another promotion, you know, look what just happened to that Luton manager. I know he's at Southampton and they're struggling now, but that's what can happen. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I hope to God he doesn't go though. I really hope to God he doesn't go. I do. And the one positive I think we've got as Vale fans is that he's openly talked about it was in the paper when he was at Bristol Rovers Leeds come in for him and he went to meet the Leeds chairman, but he just didn't feel right and he didn't feel the right fit and he turned Leeds down. So he isn't going leavers just for anybody. It'd have to be the right job. And I think it comes across as though he feels at home at Vale and he loves it here. No one would begrudge him if someone's offering him three times his salary and he feels as though it's the right job. I just do think Portsmouth hopefully will end up with Liam Richardson and that's the way I see him going. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it, so. It'd be a massive loss. Billy Painter at the weekend come out on Twitter and said, Daryl Clark's got to be the best manager outside the Premier League and you couldn't argue against it with his record. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what he said. He's the last 12 months. He should, he should be winning the player and manager of the year outside of the Premier League because obviously Hep gets all the audits and they... Yeah. Well, it just it just goes to show you what he's done at the beginning. I know I'm going back last season quite a bit here, but look, look how many players he brought in. Yeah, you've got it. You you just got to go. Look how many players he's brought in. All right, at the beginning it was it was up until was it the late Norian game where like we started going on that bit of a run. Yes. After that game, we got on a bit of a run, didn't we? Because it was like a couple of draws here and there at the very beginning of last season. And I think he was just figuring out players and formations and where he's best playing where because it, it, with the players he's already got. And once it gelled and it got together, he went on a great run. And that, how, how many, was it 15 players he brought in? Yeah, 15. So you're telling me any, any team across the leagues brings in 15 players goes up like a success like that that's art that, that, that's rare very rare you hear anything like that that's why I think he's, he's a top manager 
doing really well. Yeah, definitely. And he always says that his teams play better in the second half of the season than the first. And if that's the case, Christ, we're in for a good six months coming up. Well, definitely. I hope so. I hope so. I think one of the things, whilst whilst we're talking football in general, is the shit show that's going on at Crawley at the minute. Um, I, I think we, I think we've got it. We, we've we've got to touch on that, haven't we, Bez? When when it happened at the start of the season, we yeah. we were a bit concerned by a crypto company coming in and then voting on who your manager should sign and position wise and selling pictures and then an article's come out today and. It said that Dom Talford's on a bonus for winning the ball back in his own in his own half, and they offered a defender more money each time he added the ball in a defensive position. And that defender apparently averaged twenty to thirty per game, and still turned him down. Um, so it's just it's worrying. Some some of the other stuff with the the fact that the chairman's been in the the dugout for a game and asking a fourth official what a sub is and. It's just, it, it just and looking for what the third manager of the season now. Third manager of the season, the, uh, it, Swindon manager's just left, and he's he's apparently favourite to go in there now. Who was um, that? Uh, oh bollocks! What was his name? Give me a second. I was I was googling I was um, googling his name earlier. Because I you they're expecting Dan Garner back at Swindon then. That's, that's I think so. Do you know what, though, in all fairness, that's what happens when you get people in football making football and decisions. You don't know nothing about it. They shouldn't be allowed, and that, that's the end of it. The person who's obviously sold the club or let them people come in, he's the person who needs to be looked at really and said, why have you let these people in? You've let people in, you've sold it to the highest bidder, but you haven't really put the club at heart. You've just put your... You've basically just put your wallet at heart, haven't you? Do you know what I mean? You haven't really talked to the club at all. You've just took the money, you've walked away, you've got these people in. Because listen, I'm not fully educated on that scenario, what's going on down there at the minute at Crawley. Um, I'm really not. So you're going to have to educate me a little bit on that, to be honest with you, because I don't really know. But that just sounds like to me bonuses for winning the ball in your own half and player editing the ball. That is just a person who's come, basically come from. Say for example, like Hollywood or something, and going yeah, well, we're going to give you these bonuses, but I don't know anything about football. Yeah. They are the um, Americans. Oh, so they are Americans. Well, yeah, they yeah, are Americans. Yeah. yeah. No, the, 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 the crypto crypto brothers, they're dealing in like Bitcoin and shit like that. And what is so, it? As a collapse, their money or something? If they they struggling for money, is no, they've just they've just lost their head a little bit and. Um, yeah, they've they've signed a load of players. They they sold Tom Nichols um, from underneath Matty Etherington at the time's nose, and just said to him one day after training, "Oh yeah, you can't you can't play him anymore. He's going Gillingham." Yeah. So they just all reports are they're paying Dom Telford five grand a week. Well, the the the, the, the article in the Guardian has got a quote from Telford that said that he's they've doubled his wage from Newport. So it's going to be at least three. Let's be fair. Probably five, four, four, five. So five if yeah. he wins the ball in his own half. Well, yeah, I was gonna say five, if he wins the ball about four times in his own half, he'll get, he'll get an extra five hundred quid. I it, don't oh, particularly oh, want my striker winning the ball back in my own half. I want my striker no. up the, that end of the pitch, ready, tap it in when a cross yeah. comes in the box. If it was in, if it was in his half, I'd, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, yeah, high right. press, win it in the opposition's half. Yeah, but yeah. It's a bonkers and sounds like Oldham that dog. That's yeah. the way Oldham's run. 
Is it? Because that new bloke, when he come in, I remember seeing an no, interview. No, thing. I, I, no, sorry, I don't mean now. I mean, past, uh, you know, with that, that other that other lunatic he had. Yes. He was, he was the same. That's what he was doing at Oldham. He was bringing players in and when Q was there and he had no knowledge of who even the player was at the time and he was just bringing players in and Q had never even seen a player over the yard. I've been. Like, what are you doing? You don't just do that. That's how it works and that's that's cost them for where they are today. Look where yeah. they are now. They're, just, they're in a bad, bad spot. Second spot. Yeah, it's sad. That, that's yeah. sad, that. Because they're a massive, they're a big club, Oldham. Massive fan base. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a great club. It's, it's sad, that. It's not right. That's why I'm saying it's um, not right yeah. at all. Yeah. I between... just about remember him as a Premier League club under Joe Royal. Just about. Yeah, well, well, he was one of the founding, they're one of the founding members of the Premier League. They were in it in the yeah. first year it was made. Yeah. So, and I think they're the first team out of fans in Premier League to be relegated out of league football. Yeah, no doubt. a non-league. And bringing it back to Vale, that's one thing Carol's got right, Anthony, because I think she's the first to say that she's a businesswoman. She's never been in football before. But then as much stick as he gets, and he's probably got stick on here before, brings Flickers in, who now runs the football inside, and you can't argue with the job he's done last 18 months and the players he's brought in and... I was running the football side of the club. No, that's yeah, it. Isn't it? Clark, Clark, he said, Auntie, you, if you get two out of three right, you're having a successful season. And we can we we could probably all pick. There's there's been a couple that fans see he may have got wrong. People are still a bit torn over the goalkeeper situation, and there's a couple of other places that obviously the striker situation with what's happened with Proctor's injury and how late Alice come through the door and. There's been a bit of criticism for Meepo and stuff like that. So you can probably say he's got he's he's definitely got two out of three right for me this season. Oh, definitely. And what you can say is when he gets it wrong, the next window gen- generally puts it right. You know, that Ryan Johnson come in last summer for free and we ended up selling him for a fee in the window when he hadn't really featured for us. Yeah, good bit of business. You know, you can't argue with him as the business he's done on the football side at Bale Flicker since he's been in. Yeah, exactly. Connor Hall's the one for me. Like when 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 we heard the rumor that we were signing him, we we were looking at the, the non-league striker, weren't we? Yeah. Thinking, oh, he's not he's not got got a bad record. It's something, it's it's some a gamble maybe, but a gamble that we could do with. Um, and then this centre half comes in from Arrogate, and we're all like, who? And then turns into an absolute worldie. So, um, I think that's that's the sort of thing that we're. We, we want to look for more and hopefully there's a couple more of them January surprises up upcoming in the next few weeks. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, well, I think a big one that coming back into January, though, I think, um, obviously, I don't know how serious Wilson's injury is. I don't think it's too bad. Um, but I think Proctor's too back soon as well because I don't know whether you remember last year when he was out for a little while. he come back in round of February. Now, just before that, he was struggling. Well, I thought Wilson was having a bit of an hard time because he never had that focal point, which Proctor is. I think that's what Wilson needs at times, a focal point where he can pick up the pieces and either create or get on the end of something to score the goals. Do you know what I mean? Wilson's not the wrestling type of player like Ellis or a Proctor, do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's why I thought when Proctor did come back in the February, I, I'm a big believer in That's why we got to where we got eventually in the end because he was a massive part of playing it. I think he's a great player, Proctor. When he's fully fit, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It's a running joke on here that I always say I love Jamie Proctor. 
but I do. I, I, I hope he can come back the same player he was if he comes back and gets into the side. Part of me thinks he might end up going in January. Have you heard that he's going? No, I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that at all. Just part of me thinks that maybe, maybe he might go and we bring in another target man. Yeah, do you know what? Though? I think it, I think even he alone himself. Do you know what I mean? Saying that with, with other clubs with the injury records he's had, just with the other clubs looking at him, would he, he take that gamble? I know he's a great player, I'm not disputing his talent or anything about him, but you know, it's with the club trying to other clubs trying to come in for him, taking that gamble. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it'll be an interesting January because, as you say, we for me, we do need a target man striker come in. And Connor Wickham's just left Forest Green. I'd be more than happy with him. I don't know if we'd afford him. And there's reports championship clubs are looking at him. So that's the type did, of player I think he, he did. One. He didn't even come on, did he, the other day? Was he even on the bench? I don't no, think he was. No, I don't think he was in the squad. But at Vale Park, he played, didn't he? And I thought he had a good game. For how bad Foddy Screen were at Vale, I thought he himself had a good game. Big target man, strong. Caused Smithy a few problems. Smithy caused him a few problems. But if Proch can come back the player he was, like you say, I love Proch. I think he does give you that. He holds the ball up. And I think there was a stat last season, wasn't there? At some point, we hadn't lost a game when Proch had started. And that was late on in the season. Yeah, he was the pinnacle for me last year when he come back into the side in the February when we yeah. went on that run, when we went on the runs and we started winning games and you know he scored that equaliser at Tramier and that as well and I thought he, he's he's coming to win. And then when it come to the end of the season, the last four or five games, he was struggling. And I spoke yeah. to him and I said, you all right? And he went, I've been struggling. And I asked him then, I said, what's going on then? And he told me that he's been struggling with injuries. For the last five games he played, he was actually injured. Mm. And, I, and we're like that, oh, he's not playing too, he's struggling here. Do you know what I mean? We need him on his game. But like I'm saying, we don't know half the time what's going on with the players. But he was exactly injured. He was playing through injuries. And that's what's got him in the position where he is now, putting his body on the line yeah. to get bail up. And then yeah. look where it's got him, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think start of the season, you know, he was getting a better stick. And I think all the reports are he was playing injured at the start of the season, but Willow was out. We hadn't got another striker. We were playing Tommy McDermott up front and he was doing a job for the club just to get a striker on the pitch. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, um, I'd like to see him back. I think he's due back soon, but again, I don't know what's going to go on in January. I really don't. So yeah. I don't know whether... Uh, any news on anyone coming in? I, I keep seeing this... Uh, what's his name? That lad from Morecambe. I've seen his name linked in the summer, but... All stocks in here. Yeah, is he, is he coming or not? Or what's happening with him? I don't think he, he will. I'd love him. I'd love him, but I don't think Is he, he good? Oh yeah, yeah, good player. Very he's good. All right. He's all right. He's a one. He's a one and three striker though. He had a, he had a purple patch last season. And I think that's and blinkered the a few before, And the season before when they got promoted, he scored twenty goals. The season before when they come up, you sure he scored an full. Maybe not twenty. I'm, but sure he's scored, I'm sure he's only scored about thirty goals in total for Morecambe. Let me go have a look. Where are you? But yeah. I remember the season they come up. He played at Vale Park and his movements off the ball, he was strong. He's not a big lad, but he was strong on the ball. Good first touch. I like the look of him. Think, how old is he now? He's 28. Oh, so he's still a good age. Yeah, so he, he, the season that you're talking about, the yeah. League 2 season, he scored 13 in 43 games. 
Mm. And then last season, he scored 23 and 44. But before that, his top top scoring record was five. So it's it's a striker that's found a bit of form, but I, I, st- I still think we've got to be careful about eggs in one basket with him. I wouldn't be paying 200 grand like all the reports are we were offering in the summer. I'd be paying no more than 50. Mm. It's an interesting... Cole Stott's an interesting one. I personally feel there's better, there's better strikers out there. But you, you know my thoughts on these better strikers as well. Yep, yep, yep. So. Big Tyrese. It's Huddersfield. Oh, yeah. There's Ty- he, he started playing for Huddersfield, though. Has he? Yeah, yeah, he's been coming off. He's been coming off the bench recently for him. Right, Mid- I noticed that. They're yeah. getting ready for League One football next season, aren't they, Huddersfield? Well, it's his second bottom, aren't they? So why wouldn't they be? Jake but- Beasley, I've noticed, been getting a few games for Blackpool. I really like the look of him when we played Rochdale. Yeah, but he's been out. He's been out injured, hasn't he? Yeah, so. he has. But he's started getting a few games at Blackpool now. But yeah, this is the thing. I, I do. I honestly think that there's the the right strikers out there for us. I just, I, I felt like Morecambe, Morecambe used us in the in the summer to try and get a deal for Cole Stockton. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I, I, I wouldn't be disappointed if he signed, but I wouldn't be ecstatic either. Mm. So. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see how it goes. I think there's there's chances out there. I think and there's we've been we've been linked with a couple of other players sporadically, but nothing nothing at the minute's coming out as it's saying that the, there's anyone concrete that we're linked with. There's no positions wise we've heard. They saw that Alan Nixon, the journalist, he said that Stevens is staying. So, I think he that's... also said that Bale weren't in for Stockton. Yes, so that obviously depends that, on. That, now the club's run as a professional football club. Unfortunately, you don't see a lot of rumours out of it, do you? Because it's ran professionally, whereas you used to have more leaks than the Titanic. Oh yeah, it used to be dead easy. You just pop, you just pop your head around the corner, and they'd, they'd go, "Oh, this person's signing." Yeah. Now nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I have I have been told that transfers have been dealt with offsite as well for that reason. Oh, so obviously there's no there's no proof in that, but that that's something that I've been told today. So that's quite an interesting one, if if so. Nice. Uh, but yeah, let's get back to the season. Um, I want to talk about an away day, and it was an away day that nobody expected um, going to top mm. league. They they had scored in every home game. They were unbeaten at home, and then we went, put on a great performance, and turned over Plymouth. They so, weren't just unbeaten at home. They played nine one nine. Oh yeah, they, oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about that little that that little um, that little fact. So yeah, I thought that was performance of the season. Actually, that that, that up to now, that's the best performance. That obviously, I'm going to go with Derby as my best away, due to the place, the results. The amount of fans and the grounds, etc. But the performance, Plymouth, they were brilliant from start to finish. We went at them, didn't give them a minute. We we bossed the game, deservedly won the game as well. We were brilliant that night. So yeah, spot on there. Yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed 
Plymouth away. I thought, like, you go in there on a Friday night, it's a long old journey down. You, you're fearing the worst almost with a team in, in such good form. But in true Vale style, we, we turned up and we actually turned them over by beating them. And I think that's the key thing. I think there's there's, there's games where you'll 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 win a game by stifling the opposition and not letting them play. But we went toe to toe with them, in my opinion, and beat them that day. So I was really impressed by that, and you could tell what it meant to the lads. Do you know that game? No, there wasn't even like a a time where I thought, do you know what? These are a very good side. These these didn't even look to me like they were a, like where they should be. I was shocked. Be honest, with you. but listen, that can happen. You can have an off games, you know what I mean? They did that night, they were, they were awful, they were, they were bad. I thought they were poor. I said that to me, dad, after the game, I said, Dad, they were poor, you know. When he went, No, they're not, they can't be that bad because look at where they are. I know, yeah, but the, the, I've seen five or six sides in this league who are a lot better than them. But again, they probably just had an off night, you know what I mean? But yeah. again, I'm not putting that down to why they won the game, they had an off night. The veil made them look that bad. That's, that was that was the beauty of that game. We made them look like that. We were brilliant that night. That's the best best performance this season. That we were brilliant. Yeah, I, I thought we were bold from the start because I think a lot of sides have probably gone Plymouth with the record they've had. And as you said, Johnny set up to stifle them rather than to play them. And we actually went there with three up front, four across the midfield, and went. Actually, you can worry about us and. We could have been one up first ten minutes. That Butterworth effort that the keeper tipped over was a cracking effort. And I think we had another chance in the first ten minutes as well. Yeah. Plymouth, Plymouth were rocking. Yeah. Butterworth was fantastic that night out wide as well because it was a role that we hadn't seen him play. So it was a concern backwards. Like, is he going to offer you enough support going back because they're a good side? But we didn't need to. Mm. Gavin Massey, I thought, was brilliant again that night. So we, we just... Everyone to a man stood up was was counting for, and I think that was the important thing that you can see you can see what the team means to all our players on on a night like that. Yeah, and let's be honest as well. We did have a touch of luck on that night. We deserved the luck, and we created his own luck. But on another day, they get two penalties. Yeah, well, that's from your refereeing perspective. If you had yeah. VAR, as a In- referee, they could have had two penalties. What were the yeah. penalties that you, that you spotted on Sunday? Uh, the game now, Gavin Massey and Ball, where the that effort from outside the box, and he jumped and turned, and his elbows up, and he yeah, takes his elbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then okay. Dave Waddle and Ball, where they crossed and Waddle's hands are out at the side, completely full stretch out, and yet his hands went behind the ref of a corner. Now, don't get me wrong, we earned a better look, and we've had some decisions go against us this year, and we had a couple of decisions go for us. Yeah. Definitely, it's uh, it's been it's been great. It's been a good season. Another one I want to touch on though as well is Charlton. I don't thought we were brilliant in the Charlton game as well. I thought we bossed that game as well. They had a good day. They were they looked an half decent side, but I thought deservedly won that game. Thought we played well that game as well. There's a link here. I'm going to have to stop going, Bale, because good day Plymouth away where I was on my works doing out watch on the tally, and Charlton at home where I was in Benidorm watching in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> I was there for Derby, though, so it can't all be my fault. Yeah, two out of three. Yeah, I said the same about Sheffield Wednesday when we got beat. We got beat 2-0, and then we went to Forest Green. They said, we better get something, and then they scored in the first few minutes, and I thought, oh, no, not again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, funny old season. Where are we going, then? Where 
I'll put you on the spot, Sam, but you don't have to answer if you don't want. If we can bring one position in in January, and I expect more than one position, but if we can bring one position in in January, where do you think we should strengthen? Um, I'd give a, I'd probably I'd go with a bit more back up. I'd, I'd say another striker. Um, yeah. I think Wilson's got the ability. Brilliant. Um, Ellis, he needs that goal the weekend. Really, uh, sorry, against Forest Green, he needs that goal. I'd get another striker and I think Bennett, something for a backup for Bennett. I'm not saying we need to drop Bennett because I think Bennett's been brilliant since he came in the end of last season. I think he's a great player, Bennett. Yeah. Gets up and down, works his socks off, gets a gets good, good crossing, defends well. So, another left back, I'd say, just for a bit of help for Bennett at a striker. I'm okay with the midfield if Funzo stays fit as well yeah. at the minute. Uh, but don't get me wrong, if Brad and Charlie go, I think he's going to be going to have to strengthen their hierarchy as well. I think at centre halves, we're okay. More than happy with the, the centre half we've got with Smith, Forrester, Hall, Jones, um, and, and Cass as well. I'm more than happy with them at yeah. the moment. Um, right back, I think we're strong. Sammy and Warren. Yeah. I'd definitely give Sammy a good run, though. I'd definitely give Sammy, a, I think he needs a good run, that kid. He's got so much ability. Um, he needs a good run in the team. Yeah, yeah, that's but fair. It, but I go if Brad and Ari Charlie go is what you've said earlier. Um, as I say, I don't know whether they are or not. I've got a clue. Um, if that's true, then I'd get maybe another. I don't know. Would you get two in? Would you get one? I think one would be enough. You know. Yeah, yeah I think if Funzo's if fit. Because yeah. obviously, an hamstring injury, it's not. It, it, if he's been looked after properly, it shouldn't keep going, should it? So, um, I think if, if Funzo stays fit, one, one's more than enough. I don't want to put the jinx on it, but we, we've been quite lucky with injuries with in midfield, really, um, in terms of like Ben Ben hardly ever seems to pick up anything, and if it is, it's a little, little couple of weeks sort of thing. And Pet, I know he's been out and. And stuff like that, but they've rotated quite well. Their injuries, we've always had two, at least two of them fit, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and Tommy's there, knocking on the door still. I think if he doesn't go out on loan in January, it's a it's it's a good player to have in and around. He looked he, he looked a good player at the start of the season, didn't he? Yeah. And just mentioning Tommy McDermott just made me think. For anyone listening, get yourselves down to Vale Park next Wednesday, FA Cup youth game. Support the lads against Liverpool at home. Fourth round of the FA Youth Cup. If you can get down next Wednesday night, get yourselves down there and show the lads the support. This is the next generation of Vale players coming through. That's it. I'll be down there. I'll be down there. That's it. So there we go. Wednesday, Wednesday. Is that next Tuesday or next Wednesday, is it? Next Wednesday. That who they play in Liverpool? Is Liverpool. Youth Cup? Yeah, Liverpool FA Youth Cup. Next Wednesday. I might go to that myself then. Yeah, give us a young shout Tommy if you're there. Yeah, young Tommy McDermott. And they, yeah. they be playing, won't they? Yeah, yeah. Tommy Planty. James Plant. Yeah. He should be playing. Oh, yeah, I'll have to get that's down and watch that. Yeah. And that, that's it. My my one, one, well, my one favourite ever Vale player is the Liverpool under-18s manager as well. Because I Who absolutely Mark Bridge-Wilkinson. Oh, is he an ex-Vale player, is he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he was fantastic. He could hit a free kick. Yeah. So, I just uh, early two thousands. He was, wasn't he? 
Yeah, I, I love Bridgie. Like he, he's only a, he, he was only a little lad once, but oh, he was he's such a quality player. He's he was one of them players you look at, and he was probably too good for us. But I'll I'll take that all day long. Yeah, very comfortable on the ball. Yeah, kept things ticking nicely and could hit a set play. Yeah, which well, is what we want. Eleven v eleven, nothing stopping the Vale lads going and turning them over. No, exactly, and I think I think it'll be a good a, a good night. And by the looks of it, there's a lot of people that have said they're going, so could have a decent crowd down there for them. I think they deserve it. Yeah. First time and, ten years now since we last were there in the fourth round. Yeah, yeah, and it's a good opportunity to sell the club to you know to. Mark Bridge Wilkinson who will know all about the club from his days there, but it's a different club now. And Liverpool, who are going to be coming, sell the club to him and say, Do you know what? When you're under 18s, players are ready for a six month loan spell. This is a great environment for a come and learn and develop. Yeah, well, that's it. They've got a couple of good youngsters that played in the, the 23s. And I know there's a couple of them t- knocking on the door on the first team at the minute because they've got no choice. But like, it's it's one of them, isn't it? If we could, if we could sell the club and say, look, our kids are doing this, and that's because of what we're doing off the pitch, how how we've got the infrastructure in place. So you bring your kids here, and we'll we'll develop them. I'm more than happy for that. Yeah. Do you know what? This is all down to how Carol, know, isn't it? Really, how Carol and how she's got to grips with the club itself. Do you know what I mean? You've got to give her massive credit to the way the club's been getting run since she's come in, haven't you? Yeah. Big time, you know, big time. Because you know, I've only read what's gone on in the past. I'm not fully invested on it, how it's gone in the past with previous owners, etc. But from what she's done with it, what I can see, because when we go to the ground, obviously we sit in the family section, the way you look, the way you treat it, it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's just, it's so welcoming. Because I remember when Ben first signed for Blackpool, it wasn't very, he was just last in a corner, basically. But, but with Paul Vale, you're very welcomed and it, it's nice. It's a, it's a good experience and all of, we all love going there. We all love yeah. going there. And as I was saying earlier on about the Vale, the one stipulation I have is the pitch. I just want them to improve that pitch as much as they can because yeah. I think it doesn't half affect us when we play at times because there's games where I've gone this year and the pitch is made. But when, that's why I'll go back to it. When we play away, we seem to sometimes play the better football, and it's only it's only basically down to the pitch. It's got nothing to do with the players, but it's just genuinely down to the pitch. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Like, I yeah. fully but, expect this summer to, to be some big investment in the pitch. But is the being is the issues with it though because of the foundations underneath? I was reading something about it. I'm not fully. Yeah, it's clay based underneath. Yeah, I mean that pitch has been there since the 1950s. That's when yeah. Vale moved into Vale Park, and it's all clay-based. And obviously, all the modern pitches are sand-based. So what they're saying is to lay a new pitch, they basically need to not just take the grass up, they need to dig down and get rid of all the clay as well. Yeah, and that's very hard to do over a short period of time, yeah. isn't it? And I think they're saying the cost would be around £1.2 million for a new pitch. Yeah, it's difficult, that. Yeah, but I think the owners know it needs doing. Oh, so, so obviously, I know they're not blind to the pitch and how it looks, etc. Because these, uh, there's been games this year where I've gone, you know, when we've had that bit of every day and yes. see the players, you know, where big clumps of it are just getting lifted and the players are having to lift it all back up and put it back down, etc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're not blind to it. And I think Carol said a few times that it's a case of they've got prioritised the work to be done and they spent a lot of money on the ground this year and upgrading the ground and getting the ground ready for League One and 
it's prioritising where the money's going to go next. Of course, yeah. Listen, they understand it a lot more than what I do. That's just I'm just pointing something out from, from yeah. like what the players notice and what all of us fans notice. But obviously, we don't know. Well, I don't know anything what goes on, what they have to spend on in the background. So I'm just yeah. a, basically a typical fan. Yeah, yeah. Which all the fan base we want a new pitch ASAP. Yeah, definitely. So um, we'll, we'll we'll start the wrap up. So with with one question for you both, um, it's going to be a different one. So here we go. Starting with you, Sam. Player to watch for the last six months out of the current yeah. squad that we've got. Who, who would you pick to say keep an eye on that this this one? Sammy Robinson, if he plays. Sammy Robinson. Sam. Yeah. We're talking about him as well, and they they seem to be in love with him. So keep your hands off, our Sammy. Yeah, and what surprised me, the kid's got so much talent. That, um, yeah, he can. He's only young as well. He's very young, and I think eventually, if if he does get his game time, I think a big club will come in for him. I don't want him to go. I want him to stay, but I think a big club will eventually come in for him if he keeps playing the work. Because when he comes on, you can see what he does. He affects the game so well. Yeah. And then Bez, for you, game I'm that you're looking forward to. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say question. No, no, no. no we, we talk about these all uh, all the time. So. Well, that game I'm most looking forward to, Portsmouth away. Ground I've never been, Fratton Park. Saturday gets down there. Long, long, long trip, but really looking forward to a trip down to Fratton Park. Is that, is that because you, you want to give Daryl Clark a, a round of applause when he's their manager? Daryl Clark's going nowhere. <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought I'd get that vibe from you, but yeah, I think I think. Should I tell Len... you my play to watch because mine will surprise you. Go on then. <laughs> mine will surprise you. Because really you really want to go on. Tell me, tell Meepo. me, feed me. Meepo. Watch Meepo the second half. I think he come on against Forest Green. His movement was brilliant. His finish was really nice. The way Clarky was talking about him in the post matches, he's training really well. These young lads take time to adapt to men's football. I think he's adapting. Watch Meepo go second half of the season. So is Meepo your man? Meepo's my man for the rest of the season. So in three days when his loan gets ended, we'll we'll edit this bit out and then pretend it never existed. No, <laughs> then he'll go West Ham and fire them out of the relegation zone. <laughs> Do you know uh, what it is though with them kids though when they play at that level? Because they're playing in the under 23s, the under 21s and when they come into a League 1 or League 2, it's a shock to the system. Because the mollycoddles in that type of football, that's the difference when you come into this type of football. You're right there, what you're saying. It's, it's going to take them a little bit of time to adapt. But what I noticed with him, he's strong. He's a he's a strong lad on the ball. He's When he has his back, to the, it's very hard to get that ball off him. I've noticed there a couple of times with him. And he doesn't mind doing the yard, the yard yards as well, putting the work in. So I've got a bit of faith in that kid as well. But Sammy's mine. I'll stick with Sammy. Yeah, I would have gone Sammy, but you pinched him first. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, so that's it. You're going, you're going second choice now. Yeah, your answers to them, Johnny. My answer. Um. So my my player to, my player to watch in the second half is it's going to be Dan Jones. I think he's come on leaps and bounds in this first six months of this season. I think he's only going to get better. He's he needs to learn when to use that switch and maybe be a little bit quicker 
but it's dangerous. And I just, I, I love Jonesy. And I want other people to love Jonesy as well. He's still very divided on social media about is he a good player? And it beggars belief why people are divided by him. But I just want, I, Jones, is, Jones is the one for me. Yeah. Or uh, whoever the new number four is and the club let us move the sponsorship over if Brad does leave because yeah. we're, we're pretty certain that looks like it's happening. But um, yeah. And then game. Does that definitely game. happen that with Brad, does it? <laughs> it's not confirmed anywhere, but it's been noted that he's removed Vale off his Twitter profile. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's usually the calm before the storm stuff like that happens, but until, until it's official, we um, we obviously. Yeah, and I back. think people were reading a lot into the fact on his Instagram he put that he was in Hartlepool the last few days, but as you noted, Johnny Pep was in Barcelona. It doesn't mean he's signing for Barcelona. No, he's he's, he's, sign, he's, he's signing for um, Espanyol instead. <laughs> so. But yeah, it's well known Brad's from up that way. I fully imagine if he was an Hartley pool, yeah, there's a chance he's played for them before. If it's his hometown club, there's a chance he goes there. But there's also a very good chance he was visiting family in Hartley pool. There is, and I think it doesn't help that the Hartley pool advertiser put an article on um, about a week beforehand. Saying yeah. ten players, ten players that they'd like to sign, and Brad Walker was actually one of them ten. Yeah. So that, that sort of things don't help you, do they? Because you know, as football fans, we put two and two together and get fifty-four. So yeah, yeah. Game you're looking forward to then, Johnny? Second half of the season. Ipswich away, Portman Road. I think it's one of them clubs like you mentioned earlier, ex Premier League side that always just fe- feels like they're a big club. The way that we played when we played them down here, the way they played, it just it's got everything that could be a fantastic game. Yeah. Sam game you're looking forward to. Um charting away. I'm looking forward to visiting the Yeah. Yeah, that'll be an experience. Um charting away and the other one, Portsmouth. Portman yeah. North. Looking forward to them. Yeah, I can't wait for Portman Road. I can't. Yeah, two big games. Massive. Johnny? Sound? Well, there's when Johnny's bar open. Always open. It's open tonight. No, tonight, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Doesn't open Monday, Tuesday. So anytime bar Monday, Tuesday, get yourselves down there. St. John's Square in Burslem. Have a pint. And what have they got to do when they order, Johnny? Well, tell Mrs. B that Bez has sent you. Yeah. And and she'll go on not my not him again. Yeah, I'm sick of seeing him. But yeah, uh, I've got I've got carpet boy um, down tomorrow, so he's coming do my carpets. We've had some really good feedback this week from friend of the show Ali that's had his carpet tiling done. He said give him a shout out on the pod to say thank you. So um, it was really good. So they're the sort of things we like to hear. Oh, definitely. We, but. This might be the last ever mention of Carpet Boy unless he pays up. So, um, heavies will be round. Well, you'll be round my house tomorrow, Tom. So, um, yeah. I not knock the money off what I'm paying you to fit my carpet. So, you pay, pay the man, <laughs> yeah, pay up. So, there we go. I think that, cheers, Sam, for coming on. It's yeah, uh, thank you very much. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's been, been good. To, good, good yeah, to thanks, lads. Uh, 
I've got my little lad still awake here. Do you Johnny in her bed? Hey mate. Are you all right? Yeah. Who's your favourite Vale player? Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Ben. Yeah. I thought you'd go Uncle Ben. Who's your second favourite? Massey. 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 <laughs> he might be coming in January. No, Massey. Say oh, Massey. 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 Yes. Massey. <laughs> oh, I, I'm no comments that, on that, that one. That, that, that's, an, that, that's an accent barrier. That, that's what that is. I really understand it. <laughs> Mine's a strong Stoke accent. Not many understand me outside Stoke. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, Brilliant. Well, listen, lads. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. Thanks for bringing me on. Um, and let's enjoy the season. Yeah, if, if you get down on Wednesday, give us a shout. Say, say that again, mate. If you get down to the youth game against Liverpool Wednesday, give us a shout. Yeah, I will do, mate. I'll give you a little message if I get down. I'll let you know. I'm more than likely to be with my dad if I do go anyway. Yeah, so yeah I'm, I'm going with my dad as well, to be fair. I messaged him today. He says, Ardy's up for that one. Yeah, OK, mate. No problem. Brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, so it looks like there'll be a lot of people there and that, that's that's what we like to hear. So, in the meantime, until when, until Wednesday, um, I think the main thing is we tell everyone every every game, let's have, a, have an ale and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod and we've just lost again and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.